Ahoy! Welcome to another episode of the Bottom of the Stream Movie Show. My name is Adam. My name is Nick. Welcome aboard. How are you, Nick? I'm great. Excited to talk about this one? Yes. Good, good, good. This week we have watched a film, as always, because that's what we do. Um, this is a wildcard film that was selected by one of our Patreon members. Um, every season they get a wild card and they get to choose the film rather than us doing the randomizer that we normally do. Uh, this week, Patreon Sam Mulholland chose a film called After. After is from 2019. It is a 12. It runs for an hour and 45 minutes and is currently rated at 5.3 on IMDb. Stars a lady called Josephine Langford, who plays a character called Tessa. Um, she's been on the show before. Has she? Yes. Did you not know? No. I was hoping I'd surprise you by this. Do you remember Wish Upon? I do, yes. Do you remember the girl who had her face rotted away? Uh, yeah, vaguely. She was Josephine Langford. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> she was like the school bully, if you remember. And yeah. the, fir- the first wish that I do, the yeah. main character made was she wanted her face to rot off. Yeah, you have seen it before. successfully surprised me. <laughs> she's also most recently if you've seen Moxie that's uh, Netflix's new big it's a film I think for Netflix she's in that yes uh, Amy Poehler film isn't it yes she has a quite famous sister her sister's probably a little bit more famous than she is um, sister's called Catherine Langford that name does ring a bell she was in 13 Reasons Why she was the girl who killed okay. herself yeah she's also in Love Simon and she's also in Knives Out okay she plays the unruly niece in Knives Out so yeah, she's quite, uh, she's quite famous, but Josephine Langford, maybe not so much. Um, also stars a guy called Hero Finds Tiffin, which is a wonderful name. Can we refer to him by his full name? Well, I did, didn't I? No, no, no. That's some of his names. Okay. <laughs> That's what his name is on IMDb. Uh, well, What's yeah, his full but, name? Uh, <laughs> Hero Beauregard Faulkner Finds Tiffin. Of course it is. Imagine going through life being called Hero. That's a great name. Um, he plays a character called Hardin. If you've seen Safe, which is another Netflix show, Harlan Corbin's Safe with Michael C. Hall, he's in that. Okay. Um, he also played the young Tom Riddle in a couple of the Harry Potter films. Okay. And that is because he is the nephew of Ralph and Joseph Fiennes. It's not what you know. Huh? It's not what you know. It's <laughs> Apparently, according to the director, he that wasn't the reason he was cast. Okay, of course. But it did help. <laughs> Um, directed by a lady called Jane, Jenny Gage. This is her first ever feature film. And this actually was written by three women and one man. Okay. Um, it was written by Susan McMartin, Tamara Chestner, Jenny Gage, and Tom Betterton, who is the husband of Jenny Gage. I see. So three scriptwriters, And it's also based on a novel, which was written by another female, called Anna Todd. She started writing this book on Wattpad. Have you heard of Wattpad before? Yes, I have, yeah. Um, it's basically a writer's website, isn't it, where you yeah. can write stories for free on directly onto the website. Um, the After series became Wattpad's most read series with 1.5 billion reads. Wow. <laughs> there are five books in the series. Um, Anna Todd, though, started out writing One Direction fan fiction. Hey, you've all got to start somewhere. <laughs> this is where she started doing that on Wattpad. That turned into After. Um, Hardin Scott is... Very, very, very based on Harry Styles. Okay. That's where this character came from. Uh, there's five books in the series. Do you know that one of the titles of all the five books? Do I? Yes, I do. <laughs> so you've, you've got After. That's the first one. The sequel is called After We Collided, which is also a feature film which is available on Amazon Prime. Um, the third one is called After We Fell. The fourth one is uh, got a ridiculous title. It's called After Ever Happy. Okay. Instead of Happy Ever After. And the fifth one is called Before. Right. <laughs> and Before tells the exact same story as After, but from Hardin's perspective. Oh, that's a lame gimmick. <laughs> yeah, that's a lame gimmick. So there's five films in the series, that, there are five books in the series, and there are five commissioned films coming. Right, Two so, of them are already out there. And, and that kind of makes me think, is this that bottom of the stream? No. It's a franchise... <laughs> This movie made nearly $70 million in the US box office in 2019. I've yeah, never heard of it. 
I've never heard of it. And ultimately, that is the rules of the show, as long as me and you have not heard of it. I don't think this made much impact over here. No. From what I can gather. But maybe our American listeners are a bit more aware of it than they usually are. Having so said apologies that, if you are. We are not the target audience for this movie. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I think I definitely am. <laughs> I'm well into One Direction fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, it, maybe it isn't as part of the stream, but the, the rules of bottom of the stream when we started were that as long as me and you hadn't heard of it, then it was primed to go on the long list. Sure. Um, as we know, the wild card race this season is a race to the bottom, so Sam's picks this with the intention of it being bad. So he's trying to get to the bottom of the stream as much as every other wildcard and me and you are going to. And he's gone early in his wildcard. We're only on episode four. But then he went early last season. He picked on episode six last year and won the whole thing. So. He did. He did. He re- I still he... haven't sent him a prize. I haven't forgotten. I just don't know what to send. So as soon as I figure out what I'm going to send you, I'll send you something. Yeah, Sam was good at cho- choosing a good film. So let's, uh, let's see how he's done while we flip- flipped it. Flip reverse it. Um, also, an apology, I've still not brought a new notebook, so I have still got my massive, great big tome. <laughs> so if you can hear page turning, that's my fault, I apologise. Do you have a one-word review of After? It was the best of fines. It was the worst of fines. <laughs> um, yeah, I love how loose you've got with one-word reviews now. It's fine. <laughs> Over 100 episodes in, you're just not even paying attention anymore. <laughs> um, where does this film start, Nick? Um we meet we meet Tessa, don't we? And we do. Before that, let me just quickly before you sorry to interrupt you. That's fine. There's six production studio logos come up at the beginning. It's loads, yeah. I didn't notice that. <laughs> I counted them. There's including Wattpad Studios. Oh right. So okay. Wattpad obviously have some sort of uh, purchase over this. They've they have got some a sort claim, of rights over claim to ownership. Claim sure. to it. Yeah, so yeah, this it well, it seemed to come for ages. I was like, Oh, is another one? And another one and another one. <laughs> Yeah, six production studios. But yeah, sorry, I've cut you off. Carry That's on. That's fine. Keep we, going. We meet Tessa, don't we? And there's yeah, we're straight into a voiceover. Uh, yes, and she's telling us that before she met him, she had a simple life, and uh, after, not so much. Yeah, <laughs> and that's things our changed. <laughs> things changed after him is basically what she says at that beginning. Um, so she's packing some bits and bobs in her room because it uh, turns out that she's going to college. She's this is. Literally the day she's going to be going to college. Indeed. So we, she's going with her mum and what turns out to be her boyfriend. I was very confused. Um, I was sure I it was, was her too. brother. He was very helpful and I assumed he was just her brother. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> film cuts from there straight into a driving montage. Um, we love a good driving montage, overhead shots of cars driving down roads. Yeah, lots, lots of drone them. shots. Yeah. There, there's never any other cars on the roads in a driving <laughs> montage. Very pretty scenery. But then we get to college and we get there quite quickly. Um, she... Quickly finds her room, meets her new roommate, yep. who is called Tessa. No, she's called Tessa. Steph. Steph. Steph is a roommate. And her mum takes an instant dislike to Steph and Steph. Steph's friends there as she's well. She's like, there's young people at this college. <laughs> <laughs> she's not impressed by the amount of young people that are here. Now, Tessa's a, a little bit younger than Steph. I think Tessa's a first year and Steph's been there a couple of years. Yeah. And apparently the room smells of weed. I mean, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could try and narrow it down to the room, but it's it's college. What are you... <laughs> Everything's lots of weed. Yeah. <laughs> a boyfriend slash brother doesn't look very impressed either, but she manages to talk them around. It is a boyfriend. Let's just clarify. It is a boyfriend. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I've written here, I thought that was a brother. Yeah, I, d- I thought exactly <laughs> the same thing. So that's very interesting. Until he kissed her. And I was like, oh, okay, boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he kissed her goodbye at the end. Um. So they leave. He, he makes a quip about how he was dreading this part and she thinks it's about leaving him, leaving her there, but it's about him driving on his own with her mom. Yeah. And so that, I thought that was quite a neat little line. And it's so like, it's paint by numbers straight away, isn't it? Because uh, Steph, the new roommate, is like, oh, well, what what, what the hell have you bought all those books to college for? <laughs> yeah. And she, she actually mentions that she thought he, Noah was a, the lad's called Noah, and she thought he was her brother as well. Oh, did she? Yeah, she actually did say that. She was like, oh, I thought it was your brother. <laughs> um, then it's night time and she starts getting some texts from her mum and from Noah and just basically, good night. Have a great time. We'll miss Have you. a good time. I'm going to miss you, all this. And then she goes to, the next morning she gets to class. She's there far too early. The door's not even unlocked yet. Um, she's quite keen. 
And there's another lad there. He's done the same thing. He's got there too early. He's called Landon. Yeah. And they're both... Yeah, they're both early. And they're both studious. Yeah, they're both the new kids trying to make a good impression, basically. Uh, that's our first meeting of Landon. He does appear a bit more in this film. But that's basically, that scene was there just to introduce you to him, I think. Yeah. Because it doesn't go anywhere. You don't even go into the class with them. Um, a bit later that day, she goes for a shower. Um, and when she comes back from her shower, there is a boy in her room. Yes. Alone. Um, he's reading one of her books, goddammit. Yes, he is. On, he's sitting on Steph's bed, but he's reading one of Tessa's books. Um, this is Harden. This is our first meeting of our main male character in this film. Yes, played by the um, aforementioned hero Beauregard Faulkner finds Tiffin. That's the one. What a great name. Where does Beauregard come from? When, <laughs> no when you're naming your child, where do you think, ah, oh, Beauregard, that's a great name. We'll name him after that girl in Willy Wonka. And, you know, you want to be surprised, don't you? You think someone from this acting royalty family with a name like that, surely they're not playing this character as a stiff upper lip British guy with so many plums in their mouth that <laughs> you, you, it almost sounds like a parody. Uh, yes. Surely we're not going to get that. That's exactly anyway, we do what get we get. That. <laughs> do you think it's difficult for British actors? Because they, they obviously go over to the States, they start acting. And then somebody must say to them, you be, need more, to be British. more British. He's be more British. Beyond parody, he is, so, he is that British. Yeah. And it, it to the point where even to British ears, it sounds ridiculous. Yes. Uh, to Americans, it must they must all think that we just sound like that <laughs> until they listen to me and you waffling on. But. Yeah, it's 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 un, it's weird to listen to. It's quite painful at like times, and it, yeah, and I can't tell. It put me in such a state of confusion watching this movie that I had no idea if he was awful, <laughs> or, or 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 if he was okay because I couldn't get past how posh and British he was. <laughs> I don't think he was awful, but. I think it must be difficult to try and put on an accent when you've already got... Because he will have a posh London accent, I would imagine. But not to the point where he's it was so parodying himself in this film. It was wasn't it? It, was... it really was. And it made, him feel, it made him come across as weird. Yes. And I don't think the character was supposed to be weird. It was supposed to be edgy. <laughs> but I don't think it was supposed to be weird. But he came across as a weirdo. Oh, we'll get to it. But this guy's the least edgy edgelord I've ever seen before. <laughs> Anyway, where were we? Yes, yeah, so he's sitting on the bed. Um, Tessa's coming after a shower. He, she's quite uncomfortable. She doesn't know who he is to start with. Yeah, there's a man um, in my room. I'm naked. Yeah. Why are you... <laughs> and then Steph comes in. It's quite clear that he's one of Steph's friends. Yeah. And she, Tessa's like, can you get him to leave, please? I don't want him here when I'm changing. So they do. They, Steph and Harden both leave. There's a few more quips about novels and stuff, isn't there? He kind of tries to spoil the Great Gatsby, and she just like slams him down and says, "Well, you've you've totally misread it. It's <laughs> yeah. missed the point of the whole book. You fucking plum face, plum face." Um, next day, she sees him in a cafe. Their eyes lock over a cafe again. You can see that there's a chemistry starting to form between the two of them. Sure. Um, Steph then interrupts her studying in the library to invite her to a party. And she agrees to go. She's she's quite straight-laced, this Tessa girl. Yeah. But she does agree to, to go to this party. Um, she hasn't really got any appropriate clothing, but she finds this nice dress and goes to this party. Uh, where she meets all of Steph's friends. Yeah, they've all got weird names like Hardin and Jace and... Jace, yeah. And... Molly. Sputnik and... I don't know. <laughs> Sputnik? Was that one of them? <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> um... So they're all sitting around at this party, and obviously, because it's a college party, they've all got like these red cups, and you know how it is, American parties. And somebody suggests they play a game of Truth or Dare. Of course. As in all Truth or Dare games, it gets out of control quite quickly. It quickly comes out that Tessa's still a virgin, and she gets dared to make out with Hardin. Yeah. That's the first dare, which she refuses to walk away. Refuses to walk away? Refuses to do, and then walks away. Yeah, she's like, um, I was like, oh, actually, fair play. I didn't see that coming. No. You know, she's stood up for herself, not comfortable. And just, again, she's sort of, yeah, I, I'm, you can't peer pressure me. She's got a boyfriend. Yeah. 
So she walks away. Hardin gets a bit of stick because he's it doesn't it doesn't appear that he gets refused by girls very often. It's like he's um, a good he's a good looking guy. Yeah, he, he, there's no denying that, and he doesn't get turned down very often. It's like the character was it James from um, Temple. He's he's a bit like that, isn't he? He's like, oh well, I've never been turned down by a girl before because they all <laughs> just find me uh, immensely yeah. attractive. <laughs> it was exactly like that. <laughs> um, so she goes outside and she calls Noah because um, she's feeling guilty, I assume. And he's a bit of a douchebag as well. He yeah, kind like, of you've had a drink. You <laughs> he loses it. slut. <laughs> he loses. Yeah, he does. It's basically just like that. He's a high school. He's younger, isn't he? He's a yeah. high school senior. So he's a couple of, couple of years younger, or a year younger, and she's like, he's like, yeah, she, uh, he basically does calls her a slut and says you've been drinking. I can't believe you. I'm very disappointed. <laughs> um, and so she hangs up on him in the end. Um, she then starts going through one of the bedrooms. Yeah, I, I, this was odd. <laughs> she just wandered into one of the bedrooms and started just run, going through it and seeing what she could find. And it turned out that it's Hardin's bedroom. Of course, it is. We know it's his room because there's a Union Jack on the wall. Also, he, he turns up in it. <laughs> well, yeah, he does turn up eventually. And the line he comes out with in this is, are we still playing because you owe me a dare? Yeah. And <laughs> they almost kiss again. They get quite close this time. And then she rejects him for the second time and walks out of the room. While she's leaving, then she leaves the party. And while she's leaving, she gets a text from Noah. And all it says is, I'm very disappointed in you. I'm like, this guy, what? Who does <laughs> Who he is think this he guy? is? Who is this guy? So she doesn't text him back. She leaves it. And we cut to the next day. Uh, the very next day, she goes to a class. Class is talking about Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, and they have a bit of a spa, don't they? Yeah, Harlan's there as well. And they, they have a bit of a debate about who's right and who's wrong on their opinions. Because he doesn't really believe in love. Because yeah. he's, he's cool and edgy and he's wearing a Ramones t-shirt. <laughs> and there's no fucking way he could name a Ramones song. No, not a chance. <laughs> That he bought from Topshop. <laughs> Do they have Topshop in America? Yeah, I think so. Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, they have very different opinions on the book anyway. And so the class ends. And after the class, they debate it a little bit more as they walk out. She, he absolutely infuriates her at this point. Yes. She is not interested in the slightest. Um, but it turns out she meets up with Lan- Landon again. Yeah, and she's and sort of saying, oh, what that guy's a dick, you know. Dick. And it turns out his father is the chancellor of the college. Yeah. And that London's mum is dating his father. Uh, so no, they're like, they, they are going to be married, in fact. But yeah. But, so they're about to become brothers. Yeah. Small world. Then, in a really random scene, they go to a tattooist, Steph and Tessa do. And Steph starts having this tattoo done, and Tessa's debating whether she wants one or not. Yeah. Even though she's not the kind of girl that's going to get one. Everything we've been told about so far is that this isn't the kind of girl that's going to get a tattoo. But I think they're trying to, I think they're trying to show you that her attitude to life's changing slightly. Yeah, her eyes are being opened, I guess. Yeah, they're trying to force that down your throat a little bit. Like that night, Tess is asleep in bed, and Steph is brings a girl home. Yeah, and starts uh, doing a bit of naughty times with this girl. And so this is the second time in. Two uh, second time in four movies we've seen so far this season, <laughs> where some someone in the room just watches two other people. Getting <laughs> That's it very on. true. So we're at fifty percent for that. Uh, if you have that in your bingo, but <laughs> <laughs> ministering bingo, yeah, voyeur. Twice. <laughs> um, next day she bumps into Harden in a coffee in the same coffee shop. Um, he they have a bit of chat this time, and he wants to start again. He's like, "Can we just have a fresh start?" Start, start, and yeah. she's like, "No, let's let's she's keep like, our distance. I'm not yeah. interested." Yeah, you you piss me off. I, I'm not interested. She yeah. she is mid stride on her way out of the coffee shop. Yeah, and literally turns around. <laughs> she changes her mind mid stride. Yeah, because um, he says to her, "I want to show you somewhere." How many um, times in this movie does this guy say to her, "I want to show you this," or "I want to <laughs> come with me"? She's very trusting times. of him. Yeah. She doesn't like this guy. We've been told so far that she doesn't everything about this guy she doesn't like. And then wow. he's like, I want to show you somewhere. She's like, all right, then let's Road go. Trip. Off we pop. Yeah. Yeah. Off we pop. And then he takes her to a forest because of course he does. Excuse my page turning. And it looks like he's going to murder her because he's taking her into the middle of this forest in the middle of nowhere. 
Um, but it turns out there's a lovely lake in the middle of this forest. Yes. And he says, welcome to my favourite place. <laughs> that is so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and then he takes his top off. Yeah. And then he takes his jeans off yeah. and then he dives in the water. And, he's, and she's like, I'm not getting in there. What are you talking about? And he got my dress on. So yeah, he says, wear my t-shirt. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> so she, he turns around. She takes her dress off, puts his t-shirt on, which he'd already taken off. So he obviously didn't want it to get wet. Then she gets in the water as well. Yeah. Um, she he, she doesn't dive in. He kind of helps her in. It's really strange. <laughs> then and then she he says, says again, I want to show you something. <laughs> so that's yeah. the second time. Yeah. What so did they, he show the second time? They dunk underwater. Oh, they go, yeah, they go underwater, and I was like, what is he showing her under here? <laughs> I don't know. It was a very strange scene. He, she he, comes says, back up, he comes back up and he says, well, what did you think to the silence? Like, <laughs> I'll take you down under the water. I mean, I've been underwater return. before, mate. <laughs> yeah, I can do that in a bath. Just... <laughs> just put some noise reduction headphones in. <laughs> Yeah, but apparently he comes here for the silence because he, he wants to get away from the world a little bit. He's complicated, and man. He is complicated, but not that complicated because she says to him, who do you love the most in the world? And he obviously says, myself, obviously. <laughs> and then he starts to ask her about Noah. You can tell this is going somewhere this time, and it does. They start flirting and they do eventually kiss. Yeah, they have a bit of a float. Yeah. They do a kiss. Do a kiss. <laughs> They get out, have a bit of a touch. Yeah. Yeah, because they're kind of standing back to back, not watching each other get changed, and then their hands meet. Yeah. Yeah. So, and she properly falls for him. Yeah, like, and then again, really instantly. creepily. Really creepily, he's like, no, no, we've got plenty of time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he, take, he takes his T-shirt off her, yeah. and he puts that back on himself, even though it's wet. Um, but yeah, he does. He's like, we've got plenty of time. And then they go for a burger. Um, so she says, tell me your story. Who are you? What? Tell me more about you. And he passes. He's like, no, I'm not going to. I don't want to tell you that. They say so they just chat. They just chat about life. And love. Yeah. And it's, it just goes on. And then Steph turns up with yeah. a guy who I think was called Z. Yeah. Some stupid name. Yeah. <laughs> she clearly doesn't like the fact that Hardin and Tessa are together because they kind of just break. What do you call it? I did, a word. I don't know what you're trying to say. Gate <laughs> crash. They kind of gate crash this date, don't they? Yeah, but it's not a date, is it? They'd... No, it's not, but it could have been for all yeah, they but, And Hardy's like, well, don't interrupt us. We're having lunch. And she's like, well, we might want some lunch as well. And then I, it was really confusing. I didn't understand what was happening because Hardin's like, well, we'll go. Yeah. And I was like, you're leaving your whole meal, mate. Yeah, it's literally just been put down in front of you. And then Steph's like, no, we'll go. And then Tessa's like, no, I'll just go. You can stay. And I was like, why does everyone want to go? <laughs> and then Hardin gives her the car keys. Yeah. And, and then says, she I'll just be out goes, in a minute. And she just goes and sits at the bar on her own. Yeah, she doesn't even go to his car. <laughs> it was really odd. It was a really odd scene. It was and really weird. From what we know, what we find out later in the movie, I understand why these three wanted to have a chat. Yes. Why didn't they sense. just say that? Yeah. I need to talk to these two about something. Yeah. This is just really weird, clunky, how do we move her to the other side of the room? It was really <laughs> odd. Yeah, it was really strange. And a couple of minutes later, he comes over to her and his whole attitude has completely changed now. Yeah. And he's pretty he's pretty horrible to her. Um, he's like, look, I'm not interested. This was fun. Yeah, no, but I don't date. Yeah, I don't, I don't do date dates. Yeah. I don't want to date you. Which, again, makes sense when you find out what happens at the end. Um, so she storms out. She walks away. She's not happy. Uh, that night she has a bit of a dream about him. And quite predict- in the most predictable moment of any film ever, the next day she walks out of her dorm and Noah's standing outside. Yeah, brother voice. He's just come up to visit. visit. Yeah, which was couldn't have been more obvious that it was going to happen. And so she's like, well, my boyfriend's here now. What, I'm, what I'll do, we'll go to this party in the woods yeah, I'll put where all I know together. all of these people are going to yeah. be. Because what? <laughs> that that was the most confusing thing. You would have kept him away, surely. You would. Hey, she would have known that Hardin was going to be there. All I'm saying is, Noah, for a guy who was very disappointed in her about having a drink, he was quick to say, "Yeah, I'm on board for this party." He really was. <laughs> um, 
Somebody suggest a game of suck and blow. Oh, good old traditional game of suck and blow. <laughs> um, if you're not aware, suck and blow is where you get some sort of like beam out or something and one has to suck it in and then suck it off the other one. Yeah. Does that make sense? Am I making sense? Yeah. Watch the film if you want to know. <laughs> and Harding gets jealous because he's watching the sucking and the blowing yeah. and he he kind of gets in a bit of a scrap with Tessa's sucker. <laughs> Yeah, the guy who was sitting next to Tessa, he kind of attacks him, doesn't he? Which confuses everybody when you think about it, especially Noah. Noah's like, what the fuck? Why is this guy defending my girlfriend? So they go go home. They end up sharing... Noah and Tessa share a bed, built single bed. Yes. Um, But Tessa gets a call in the middle of the night, um, and it's from London. Yeah. You sound like you're from London. (laughs) Um, (laughs) She... He gets a call... And she leaves. She goes to meet London. And it turns out Harden has come home and has wrecked the house. Yeah, and it's the chance house, remember. And it's like as posh as balls. It is like... (laughs) It's like a palatial, isn't it? Yeah. And he's wrecked it. He's smashed the place up. And and I'm sitting there thinking, okay, I get that. But why is London called her? Yeah. Because it's the middle of the night. You just... It's just not something that you would have done. But apparently... He has been talk like he's obviously quite drunk and he just keeps saying her name over and over again. Yeah. So London's like, look, I think he might talk to you, he won't talk to me. Uh, yeah, yeah, I tell you what, it's a great <laughs> a great thing to do. We've got this drunken guy smashing shit up, shouting this woman's name, they'll bring her into the situation. That'll probably <laughs> it's help. Called her in the middle of knowing that her boyfriend's in town as well. Yeah. <laughs> um he's upset because of what's happened and he's also upset because his dad's getting married. This is where we find out about this. He breaks a bottle. He throws a bottle. He's got like a bottle of vodka or something, which he throws on the floor. Yeah. And she tries to pick it up and ends up cutting herself on the glass. They're both a bit of a mess, aren't they? They're yeah. Just, he's I, all upset. She's all upset. But yet again, yeah. he says, come with me. I want to show you something. He takes her to his bedroom. Yeah. They have a bit of a kiss and then he takes her upstairs. And I've written here, they do a, this is a 12 movie, naughty. <laughs> so, yeah. I've put he goes south. Yeah. But it's very brief and age appropriate. Her top never leaves and his jeans never leave. They're, they're just on. Yeah. Uh, because for some reason, this film is a 12. And we'll get to that, but that doesn't make any sense to me. Next morning, after they've clearly uh, been doing some naughtiness, she wakes up. She's got seven missed calls from Noah. Oh, yeah. He's still around. <laughs> yeah. Remember him? He's just woke up in her bed on his own. So she goes home. Um, he quite quickly figures out what's going on because Hardin appears to have followed her. Yeah, what an asshole. Because he's there as well. All the men in this film are total dicks. <laughs> they really are. So she, um, Tessa's ridden back on her bike. She's trying to smooth things yeah. over with her boyfriend and then he just looms behind her like, yeah, a, so no, like an emo shadow. Yeah, she's clearly done the walk of shame and he knows exact, Noah figures out exactly what's going on. Um, so he has a bit of a shout. And he eventually drives off. Yeah, he gets in his massive, uh, sexy Volvo and drives away. <laughs> sexy Volvo. <laughs> um, she goes upstairs. She tells Harding to leave. She's obviously pissed off that he's just done that. Because she was, I think she was intending on breaking it off with Noah. Yeah. But he kind of took, he kind of took that opportunity away from her by doing that. When there was no need for him to follow her home. So she goes back into her room. She has a bit of a cry with Steph on the bed. Yeah, and there's a bit of a sad montage, so she's getting yeah, te- she's, texted by her mum and by Harden, and she's ignoring them all. Yeah, mum says she's disappointed with her this time. She goes to Harden, eventually, after after this sad montage. Yeah, and some they time sit on, has passed. And they sit on the roof, because American movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens in American movies. It reminds me of uh, Malcolm in the Middle, they always used to sit on the roof. Yeah, people just sit on the roof in America, apparently. I don't think mine would take it. I think mine would just probably just fall off. She says to him, like, I hate myself for what I've done. Noah is legitimately my best friend. Um, but you are so much more. Yeah. <laughs> in the next scene, I've written here, I think this sums it up. They managed to get locked in a closed library because of a terrible security guard. <laughs> she because was in the library. Harding comes over yeah. to her and says, again, come with me. Yeah, but... As he walks in, he walks past the security guard. He says to him, we're about to close. Yes. And then the security guard instantly forgets that he's had this conversation. Yeah. And 
leaves them in there and locks the door. Yeah, they hide behind a bookcase. Book. And, uh, <laughs> Literally book. behind a book. <laughs> Hiding behind your so, notepad. Yeah, you could easily hide behind it. Um, yeah, so they get locked in this library. He reads some poetry to her um, because he's British and that's what we do. Um, and then the security guard comes back because I think he just remembers, oh, hold on, there's a couple of people in there. So we have a bit of a foot chase yeah. through this library and the security guard's chasing them. Um, and they, they escape eventually. They uh, get out of the library. The security guard nearly passes out from running too much. And they go back to her place. They go back to her dorm room, wherever she lives with Steph. Sure. And they start getting it on again. They do a bit more naughty. Again, fully clothed. Fully clothed naughty, because it's 12. And who should walk in this time? So Noah's already gone. Remember him. He's gone. Who would walk in this time? It's only a mother. Tess's mum. I mean, why can't these people stay away? Just let the girl... <laughs> let the girl just be at college. Oh, my yeah. God. It's a bit silly. They have um, a big argument. They have a massive argument. Her mum freaks out. They, she chases each other down the hallway. Um, she says to, she actually says you need to break up with him. And yeah, so she basically says it's it's that boy or it's uh, my money. Yeah, and Tessa takes a bit of a dig at you can't control my life just because yours didn't turn out how you wanted it. And she says, yeah, if you don't break up with him, I'm going to cut you off. Tessa chooses Harding. Sure. And the mum leaves on the line. He's going to break your heart, and then he, she just walks out. Yep, and then uh, Landon basically gives her the same warning as well. Yeah, he's like, um, he's worried about her. He says, look, Harden's not a good no guy. Good. Yeah. But she's beside, she's absolutely, she even says he's not like that when he's around me. And he comes and picks her up and he says, the immortal line, I've got something to show you. <laughs> <laughs> so they get in the car again and they go for a bit of a drive and he takes her to this awesome apartment, which yeah. is amazing. And it turns out he's been asked to look after this apartment by a professor who's gone away for Well, he says, I'm supposed to be watering the plants. Watering the plants. Which is that, is, do you think that's meant to be like a bad boy line? Because he's like, well, I'm supposed to be watering the plants, but because <laughs> I'm complicated and listen to the Ramones, I've kind of not been doing it. So let's just live here now. <laughs> so he says, move so out. We're, yeah, we're now just going to squat in this flat. Yeah, he's like, move out, come and live with me in here. And he says, look, the professor's away for the rest of the year. We can live here for the rest of this year. Then we get a falling in love montage because there's loads of, like, nice sentimental moments going on around this apartment. So I've just called this the jellyfish and love montage. (laughs) They do go to an aquarium for quite a long time. Yeah, Yeah, they're Um, they're not doing weird, like, jellyfish sex games. No, they're just at an aquarium falling in love with each other. Um. Then we cut to the wedding, the big ah, wedding. Appears. No, no, no. I, I need to correct you there because I thought this was right. strange. Because when they're going to the house, Tessa clearly says to Hardin, no, he says, oh, I can't believe you've, I've, I've, you've convinced me to come to this. And she says, it's only a wedding reception. Implying they didn't actually go to the wedding. Go to the wedding. They've just come to the party, which is really <laughs> weird because it's his dad, dad. who's getting married. <laughs> But it appears like he wasn't going to attend any of it. Yeah. But she's talked him into going to the reception. Harden be- going to wedding. That's that's what he's, <laughs> he's moodily done then. Yeah. Harden becomes a different person around his dad. He's very uncomfortable and Shrinks, he pays me. Yeah, he does. And his dad's played by Peter Gallagher. Who yeah. You will know. He's been in loads of stuff. And we get the story now. We get a bit of backstory on his dad was a drunk when he was growing up, and his dad is not this man that's standing in front of them performing this speech now. Um, he says when he was eight, when Harding was eight, um, he was in the house on his own, or he was in the house with his mum. Some goons came around looking for his dad and they ended up beating his mum up. So just a bit of a why I'm a bad boy character yeah. build, isn't it? Yeah, this my is, dad's not who you see here because we've yeah. seen him be introduced to Tessa and said, oh, what do you want to do when you grow up? And she's like, I want to be a writer. And he's like, I know, I'll publish I'll send you his details. You know, and oh, great, have a great time. The drinks on the house, help yourself. Great to see you. And then we yeah. just get this. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's this is for my mum nearly died. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's not my dad. That's just another guy. So she pulls him away from the situation. She's like, let's go and dance. Get him away from his dad a bit. Uh, so they have a bit of a dance. Then they head upstairs. Yeah, we get soft focus. Get a bit more soft focus. A bit more, bit more of a, we're about to do the naughty. And then just really randomly, he just picks up a condom 
And he's like, and he's, he holds it in his hand in front of the camera. And he's like, are you sure? It's so right in her face. <laughs> like, she's got what? Mon- like she's got a monocle. <laughs> I'm just like, what on earth? Yeah, and he's, he holds it and he's like, are you sure? And he's like, we con- must show a consent scene here. A con monocle. <laughs> it was very, very weird. So, again, it's implied again that they've done some more naughtiness. The V-plates are getting ripped off. Yes. I think that was the uh, that was the moment. Um, back at their beautiful apartment later on, um, they're in the bath together. Um, they're both sitting in the bath. And they're playing a game of him drawing on her back. And she's trying to guess what it is. Yeah. Um, so she, he draws a dog. And she thinks it's a cat. And oh, you know how it is. Hilarious. <laughs> and then he writes, I love you. But she doesn't get it. She doesn't yeah. understand. She doesn't make out what it is. At the school, back at the college, later on after all this, she bumps into Molly, who is... We haven't really met Molly much. She's kind of been she in the becomes, background, hasn't she? She's, yeah, but she becomes a pivotal character from this point onwards. It's a character that came out of nowhere and could easily have been Steph. Yeah. <laughs> confused as to why it isn't. <laughs> I've written here, she seems jealous because she. it appears that she's had some sort of fling or she's got some sort of crush on her then, later on, back at the apartment, she is lying reading a book, and Harding's phone is going crazy. So, she picks it up to see what's going on. And there's some text messages on there. The texts are from Molly, and it basically says, if you don't tell her, I'll tell her. Yeah, what are you, when are you going to tell her, all this sort of stuff. Um, so, she confronts him quite quickly, and he leaves in a huff. Well, he doesn't. He he moodily and complicatedly says to her, "Do you trust me?" In which case, just let me if go and do. take. No, yeah, let me go and take care of this. There's nothing yeah. for you to worry about, basically. Yeah, she said. He says, "Do you trust me?" She says, "Yes," and then he says, "Well, then what's the problem?" And then he just leaves yeah. instead of explaining what's going on. Yeah, yeah, um, we can't, can't communicate with <laughs> adults. Um, but <laughs> no, nobody ever does. No, but. This gives us a sad montage of Tessa being yeah. sad because he's... She's just like, waiting for him to come back. Yeah. Then she gets a text from Jace. Jace. Who is one of Hardin's friends. And he says, I know where Hardin is. Yeah. So she goes to meet him. She goes, she finds Hardin's car at a shop and it turns out Jace is in his car for some reason. Yeah. And he says, Hardin is at Blind Bob's Bar. Blind Bob's Bar. Blind bobs. Um, so she goes there. She goes there. Steph's there. Yeah, the whole gang's um, there. The whole gang's there. Except for Hardin. Hardin isn't Yeah, there. he's not there. Um, so she goes up to them and says, look, have you seen Hardin? And then he does come in. Yeah. It Molly, turns out at this point... Molly's like, oh, here he is. You're gonna here we go. You're going to do it? What, what I found really weird at this point is that nobody knew that they were seeing each other, let alone living with each other. And... And I've actually written down, how come Steph hasn't asked her, why, why the hell haven't you been coming, you living been? in the room? We <laughs> live in exactly the same, the dorm same thing. Because like, she's like, oh, we've been living together in an apartment. Because she's trying to call Molly out. Because yeah. she thinks he's having an affair with Molly at this point. And he's like, uh, and everybody's like, oh, have you? That's really weird. And I'm like, how do these people not know this? It's because well, it's been like, going on for a while. It's, it's like, come on, it doesn't take much to tidy this up. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's, it's really... Between weak. the four people who wrote it. Yeah. Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, come on, guys. Get better. Molly then drops the bombshell, the big twist of this film. Um, it's clear Harding isn't going to say it, so she says, I've got something to show you. Come and look at this. Because <laughs> that's what everybody does in this film. And he, she shows her a video on her phone. And the video is from when they were playing Truth or Dare earlier. Yeah. Um, which nobody was recording, but apparently was. Um, <laughs> in the video... Just after Tessa rejects him and doesn't kiss him and yes. leaves, it, we carry on from Harding's perspective, and he says, "Don't you think I can uh, get her? Yeah, I, I can, can win her. around. Yeah." I, he says, "I will make her fall in love with me, and then I'll just be able to turn it off." Even I was a bit like, "Oh, you bastard!" Yeah. <laughs> At that point, I was like, "That's harsh." Because as soon as um, the video is played, everyone, and it was probably maybe I say the best, possibly the only decent bit of acting in the, in the, in the <laughs> movie but everyone around the table kind of oh shit this has gone shit. too far hasn't it shit's hit the van yeah <laughs> um he instantly starts to defend himself he's like okay that's fine but that was before and i do love you now i have fallen for you yeah um 
it was before she gets really angry she's more angry that everybody knew and nobody's told her yeah even though she clearly hasn't spoken to any of these people because they didn't even know she'd moved out um so eventually she runs away he runs after her oh it starts raining obviously it's raining it's not rained in the whole film but it is raining at this point and he says again look this was before this was before i fell for you and she walks slowly away into the rain yeah and she goes home she gets on a bus and she goes back to her mum's house so and she has a bit of a hug with her mum her mum's got this look on her face as if to say i told you yeah exactly um, and she apologizes she, to her mother she, she apologizes to her. she doesn't tell one she doesn't tell her mum what's happened no. she doesn't want to talk about it but she does apologize to her and then she goes to see noah um she apologizes to him too he seems all right with the whole thing to he be seems, yeah i think he's got over her quite he's, quickly because they don't happy. get back together he's playing football isn't he yeah, they don't get back together and he's he's just like, fine, it's fine, don't worry. And then she goes back to the college. Yeah. And then, for some reason, we get a recap montage <laughs> where it shows us the whole film again. <laughs> As if we're stupid and we've forgotten the last hour and a half. <laughs> she goes off for an interview at this internship that she's been given. Yeah, so Hard- that's that's the one that Hardin's dad Hardin's referenced dad, yeah. at, the, uh, at the wedding reception. <laughs> he's quite sad. There's a sad some sad footage of him being sad um they've all turned in their papers to their teacher who she, so was the worst actress being, in this film yeah she was bad she was but awful hardin's being sad but tessa tessa's been pretty plucky actually she's, yeah, she's, she's doubling she's down with it. her studies and she's she's got this internship so uh yeah yeah it's looking all right so they turn in their papers and the lecturer comes up to her keeps her behind at the end and says to her this is what hardin submitted but i think it's for you not I'm, me i'm throwing a flag this Go is, on. This is massively unprofessional. Agreed. <laughs> so, so she actually gives him Hardin's, gives her Hardin's coursework. Yeah. Or essay or whatever it is. So no, um, no one know about this relationship, but the teacher picked up on it. She knew that he was writing about her. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she reads then, it. She sits on. She sits on the grass with London and reads it. And it's and it's you get his voice over then of him saying how she's changed his perspective on life and I don't yeah it doesn't mention her name but it's like she is my Elizabeth Bennett from Pride and Prejudice yeah. blah, 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 blah. how she's like I now believe in love and I'm fallen for this girl madly. I can't believe the teacher gave her <laughs> and there's a picture of the lake in there isn't there yes so she heads off to the lake and when she gets there he's there as well how long do you think she waited there. I don't know. I, I think he, I'd like to think he was waiting behind a tree. So it's like he's living and, in the trees. and Yeah. So she sat down and he just appears. So they sit down next to each other and he says, you once asked me who I love most in the world. It's you. And then the film ends. Yes, but he delivers it <laughs> with absolutely zero emotion or conviction. And yes. again, I don't know if it's because it's bad acting or if that's just him, but or bad direction. But it's it's just awful. There's there's no emotion to it. It's just dead. This guy looks dead behind the eyes all the way through this. And he's supposedly been his heart has supposedly been ripped in two. He yeah. still looks fucking dead behind the eyes. <laughs> he's edgy. Can't be shown to show any emotion, even at the end. What did you think, Nick? I think I'm picking up on what you thought, but I'd like to hear it from your voice. Look, I I always say, as I said at the start. I am not the target audience for this. No. It is not my sort of thing. I didn't really take much from it, but I kind of didn't hate it either. I, th- I, I think there's loads to have a go at in it, and I enjoyed that. To, there's a lot to pick apart, and it is shit, but I wasn't sitting there hating watching it, as I have done with some of these films that we've watched. I've exactly. I was pretty much going to say exactly the same thing. We've seen a few of these, like, rom romantic dramas now you think of things like sierra burgess for instance or swiped or uh, white girl even yeah we've we've seen films like this before and there are worst examples of this film out there yeah this isn't all that bad for what it is it's terrible but for what it is it isn't the worst one we've seen i think for me it's it's the sh- I was entertained by the sheer cardboardness of um, <laughs> of our leading man. I, I, I just thought that um, Hero Beauregard Faulkner Finds Tiffin was <laughs> wooden as. 
and it amused me. Yeah, most of the way through this, he is not great. Um, he is not great. He was trying to play the edgy bad boy, the edgy British yeah. bad boy, and he, he just came across like a robot. Yeah, that's spot on. <laughs> so, it was robotic. Yeah, it was really robotic. He was like he was not like a human. He didn't react to things like humans do. Yeah, I have been and, programmed to react this way. Yes, and I'm going to talk like this all the way through. And yeah, it it felt strange, but I don't think like, I I didn't so, mind the twist. I could, I, thought I was no I, like, the oh, twist was nice. The, that's not the, bad. The twist I didn't was horrible. See that? Oh, it's horrible. No, yeah, I didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming, and I, when I when it came, I was like, oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> I like that. I like where that's gone. Because you, you'd completely forgotten about that truth or dare game at one point. At one point, I was sitting there thinking, this isn't going to ever be unhappy. It looked yes. like it was just going to be happy, 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 happy end. Yeah. And and that's not how films work. So it was it was throwing me a little bit because I'm like, at some point, there's got to be a it's sad like, moment. It's like act. This isn't this film's what an hour and forty five minutes long. It's like yeah. Act one is an hour and thirty minutes. Act, act two is <laughs> five minutes, and Act three is five minutes, <laughs> and then the credits yeah. is five minutes. Yeah, you're right. It's exactly. It's really weirdly paced. Um, and the fact that it was a 12 was really jarring because there was no, you can't get too romantic in a 12 and you can't show any like, there was not you can't really get any too, kissing in it. And, and, and it your bad like, boy can't be too bad either. No. And exactly maybe that was part of the problem. That, that Yeah, for me it was. But I, I, that being said, I don't think Sam's going to win the World Cup race this season. It's not even the worst film we've seen this season. It's not. Me. It's not. I'm a, I, I must say. We're only four in. Yeah. Do you want to talk? Do you want to do? We'd have to turn the tide on it first. How, how would you want to turn the tide? I'm replacing my leading man. Sorry, he's, he can go <laughs> in that lake agree. and he can stay under. <laughs> Any ideas who you want to replace him with? Oh, anyone with charisma. Um, <laughs> Noah right. Centino. Well, I'm, I'm not saying I want to see more Noah Centino films, <laughs> but I think he'd do a better job. Yeah, of course he would. But he's like the king of this. This is his. Wheelhouse. Yeah. You can't do all of them. Who's a good young British? If we want to go British bad, but I don't know why he has to be British, but that's. <laughs> um, God, even if you put um, Asa Butterfield in this, it's a better movie, probably. <laughs> Is he a bit too geeky? Yeah, but he can go against type, see what he can do, stretch his legs. Asa Butterfield, interesting. I don't know, it's, it's difficult because there aren't many British, there aren't many actors of that age, because I'm pretty sure that guy's probably. Mid twenties, yeah, sure. <laughs> so you don't get many actors of uh, late teens, early twenties. We should get Ralph yeah, Fiennes think... to do it, but de-age him. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Decent, I like it. Oh, yeah, I'd agree Fiennes. with that. Cool, I'd agree with that. Change the leading man, and I want I'd put it up to a fifteen. Just make it a little bit more racy, a bit more saucy. Yeah, you want to see, want to see a show few nipples? A yeah, show some nips. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's not only that, it's just, it just felt really jarring when things were about to happen and then it just cut away every time. You can't get enough chemistry with them on a 12. To make a, a romantic film into a 12 is just weird to me. Yeah. Why, why do you want to show kids this film? Well, quite, yeah. <laughs> just make it a 15 and go a little bit more edgy with it. Stream table, let's talk stream table. Uh, I, I, it's easy for me. It slots in there. It's it's um, the John Henry's at number one, isn't Yeah. So you go John Henry, happy anniversary. Yeah. This and then Temple. Yes. Yes, I'd agree with that. I'm with you on that. But yeah, Sam, I think you fucked it. I don't think you're going to win the World Card race this season. I think there's potentially much worse films on that long list than this. Well, that's why it's always a bit of a shot in the dark with the wild card, isn't it? So <laughs> it is. I've certainly got my eyes on one that I think is going to be a lot worse. I thought this was a pretty good pick from you know with. with oh, it's what, a good pick. Don't get with, me wrong. With what you know with from the, synopsis and and yeah, you you can see with the this information you had. For, yeah, this is a romantic film that's based on a One Direction fan fiction. It should be terrible. It is terrible, but it isn't that terrible. <laughs> yeah. How are you going in on the sequel? No. It's on, Amazon, it's on Amazon Prime. I don't think so. No? I'll, I'll wait till all four are out. Should we do a Patreon episode on it? 
No, I don't think I, I don't think I'm interested to see where uh, Harden and Tessa's love story continues. I'm not that bothered, if I'm honest. Good. <laughs> right, should we pick next week's film? Yes, let's do it. What are you hoping to get from next week? Oh, should we have an actual good drama? Should we have a good film? Yeah. <laughs> right, I'm going to press the button. Are you ready? I am. It has picked a film called Urge. Okay. U-R-G-E. Any idea what Urge is? No idea. Could be. Do you want to know? Could be horror. Could be. Yeah, go on. Tell us. It's a thriller. It's from 2016 and it's an 18. Okay. It says, a weekend getaway takes a dangerous turn when a mysterious nightclub owner introduces a group of friends to a dangerous new designer drug. Okay. Urge. Every high has its price, is the tagline. Do you want to know who's in it? Yes, please. Pierce Brosnan. Oh, cool. Um. <laughs> uh, Pierce Brosnan and Justin Chatwin. Oh, okay. Interesting. Hmm. Ah, Pierce Brosnan is always usually good value. Is he? Yeah. It's James Bond. It's got to be good. Kevin Corrigan's in it. He was the guy from Results. Oh, yeah, yeah. Professor Professorson. That's him. Awesome. Yeah, so uh, go and check out Urge. And in the meantime, check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, all at B-O-T-S underscore podcast. Facebook.com slash Bottom of the Stream is the Facebook page, and the website is bottomofthestream.com. On the website, we'll find every episode we've ever recorded, all four season stream tables, um, Botskers, Oscar winners, everything you could possibly want from a Bottom of the Stream website. Uh, there's also some merch on there. Um, check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash Bottom of the Stream. You will find that. For a couple of quid every month, you can get early access to the episodes. You get some bonus episodes hopefully soon. You get some merch. You get a wild card if you come in at a certain level. Nick writes a newsletter every month. Patreon is well worth it. I'm sure the people who are subscribed will agree. And come and check us out on Discord. Discord is always going off now. It's a pretty active community over there. We talk about Alice in Borderland. We talk about Taskmaster randomly. Yeah, we talk about all sorts of random shit in there. So come and join us in there. That link for that will be at the bottom of the show notes. Yeah, if you... I've got five minutes. Can you also please consider leaving us a review anywhere you can review podcasts? That could be on Podbean, Podchaser, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or you could write your review in an essay and hand it to your teacher because I'm sure if she works at the same place as the teacher in this movie, she will hand it over to us. No (laughs) qualms. I'm sure she will. Yeah, so do that. Do all of that and check us out. We'll be back on Monday to give you another episode of The Wave and we'll be back next Thursday to talk about Urge. Cheers. Bye.